This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. January 11th. Welcome back, everybody. The most valuable sports podcast. Brandon Worth, Joe Nagy, Travis Hicks here to recap the craziness of the last week and really the winning team of last night's national championship game. But we'll get into there in just a bit. But fellas, how are we doing, man? We're back on campus. We're all together. It's good to see everybody back together in studio. Mm -hmm. Break was really good. Honestly, it was a good just like recuperation of just having a really busy like fall semester especially with i mean football going to the national championship and stuff like that it's like although like i wasn't doing any schoolwork, it was still just like a really busy time and stuff and just to be back at home was really nice especially with family and christmas and stuff like that and new year's and being able to just have some good time with family and friends and stuff was really great but i'm excited to be back in the studio i'm excited to be back at campus i mean we didn't do the show yesterday just because we were you know just getting ready and prepared for the semester want to get a good jump start on it but we're back in the studio super excited and it's good to see you too travis oh yeah it's good thank you guys for having me on um break was great like you said having us win the first ever national championship for football was really cool to see and like working athletics with you guys was amazing doing uh, the show i can't believe it's my last semester but i'm excited to uh, finish strong and like you know uh, work more with you guys it's going to be fun yeah it's going to be a great end of the semester i mean we're kicking off right into the winter sport action we're getting into the thick of it as the postseason's coming up and only a month from now seems crazy but it's true but we'll get into that here in the sports report but first as always thanks to bulldog radio for making this possible without them this show would not have started we would have nothing nothing <laughs> we'd just be sitting on the couch eating doritos playing call of duty or something i don't know what we'd be doing but <laughs> i'd be bored enough. out of my mind i'm getting a fortnite a little bit more you know oh trying to get, trying to get a little bit more fun oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. Joe, you want to run some duos later joe we can tap and i have you on the ps4 we yeah, can play sure. we have, we're I, I psn play friends it. we're psn friends <laughs> we tag we tag in gamer tags yeah. like we're gonna MBSP party underscore 12 I'll put mine T-R-A-V-4-5-2-3 Alright there you go Follow the boys mm-hmm. Party up, up I friend guess request, Friend request And we'll play, oh, yeah. some, play some games I don't know oh, yeah. <laughs> There you go hey, You got me hyped Joe When you said Fortnite <laughs> <laughs> Anyway We'll dive right in here We'll go all the way back here uh, we'll start on the men's side. Um, we'll we'll probably not get into the stuff from previous year. We covered that on the last show. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can check that out in the feed below. Um, Minnesota Duluth. Um, I mean, for a rescheduled game, this was a great game. I mean, this was fantastic. Just the fact that they'd come down and be able to play was really was really a fun thing to see with this team. Like playing such a competitive game, not necessarily like I mean it was high scoring of of course, but like both teams, you can you could just tell there was the tension of this is a top twenty five matchup, and boy, it sure did deliver. Yeah, honestly, that was probably one of the greatest games of college basketball I've ever seen of any level, really. Like one hundred nine to one hundred seven, that's just like scoring and scoring and scoring. And I mean, Minnesota Duluth had a really good did a really good job of scoring in transition, and our kind of full court press didn't really lock him down as much and I think that's the one thing is like we're not dependent but when we're able to get like two or three stops in a row with that press it really shifts the momentum in our favor and I think that's the one reason why we're so good when it comes to late game but Minnesota Duluth was just able to pick that apart and I mean we were able to get some steals and some takeaways but it just came down to that final shot and we were down like what four or five points when it came or with like 1.9 seconds left and Walt was all, almost made the buzzer beater to tie it up mm-hmm. or to win the game, was it? I don't know. Because yeah, he, he made two free throws, and then we got the rebound, and then he chucked it full court. And yeah, we had it was a, like two feet off. But. Yeah, we had a look, and it was certainly close, but it ended up falling. But yeah, 109-107 was the final and double overtime. I mean, the game just seemed like it did not want to end. Uh, I invited my parents to come watch this game because I told them it was going to be a good one. I had no idea it was going to be this good, let me tell you <laughs> what. But, um, I mean, there was definitely a great I mean, a great showing for Minnesota Duluth as far as their fan base goes. Yeah, I, was I mean, surprised making about the that. trip. I mean, oh, they yeah. were all they were in it the entire game, and it, it just made the game that much more better. Yeah. Especially their fans are almost as vocal as ours about 
about yeah. stuff. I would I would say definitely, but uh, I won't speak on their behalf. But anyway, uh, I mean, yeah, you mentioned Walt. He had 37 in this game. Logan Ryan had 18 as well as nine rebounds. Dorian Louis 14 and eight as well. Uh, ben Davidson had 12 on off the bench. I mean, you look back at this game. I mean, it's kind of far back. I mean, we're talking January 2nd, and a lot of our students that right. are now here weren't here for this game or didn't probably yeah. pay attention to it just because of over break. Of course, things happen. But, uh, I mean, you looked at this game. We had a lot of looks. A lot of them just didn't fall. And there was just time we didn't take care of the basketball. And that, that was really kind of the difference of the game. It's just down the stretch, there were some times we didn't get great looks and mm-hmm. just simply just couldn't hold on to the basketball long enough. Yeah, I think this was a really good game. I kept track of it on the Bulldog Sports Network from at home. I mean, to go against the number nine team in the country and only lose by two, and Minnesota Duluth was, I believe, 14-0 perfect at the time. I don't know if they're still undefeated, but uh, at the time they were. So I think it was a moral victory. I mean, that kind of is cliche to say, but we went toe-to-toe with a number top ten team in the country, and we almost pulled it off. Walt had one of his best showings of um, the season, Logan Ryan, as you said, and uh, Ben Davison. So we have a really good team, and um, I just – just think obviously we would have loved to win the game but the fact we took it to three overtimes and we showed we could score with the best of them hitting the century mark again scoring 107 points against a really good team and who knows a team we could play in the NCAA tournament I do believe this team it gives me glimpses of the 2019-2020 season where we went 27-4 and four before COVID uh, shut down the NCAA tournament for D2 I think this team is just as good and they can make another run because we've had a tough schedule we've had to play teams like Finley Minnesota and other um, pretty good teams we've been holding our own so I really like where uh, the team is going. Uh, anyway, the second game from the men's side, we'll say Saginaw Valley State against us, 88-84 to the final. I mean, boys, this one looks scary, but we ended up getting the job done, win by four. Uh, I mean, it was a very tight game. I mean, give credit to Saginaw. They came out to play early on. They really flustered us early on, but we ended up getting that, getting our tempo right. We were able to really kind of limit the turnovers in the second half. I know, obviously, you look at the box score, it's lopsided 15-7, to but there was, there was truly, I think, probably give or take five or six turnovers within the first five, ten minutes of the game. Like, it was just it was just that crazy early on. And Saginaw's a very gritty defensive team, and we saw that. And, I mean, both teams shot our right i mean we we ended up getting hot in the second half and that's oh, really yeah. what sprung a comeback as we were trailing or we were almost trailing before halftime um, but we were able to get the win and i was it was certainly a good game to see as far as seeing a lot of the bench guys step up and make good plays down the stretch it was definitely very um interesting to see it was a really really good game shout out to Saginaw. i didn't know they were that good i thought i didn't think we were just going to like roll them like roll right through them but i thought we would win convincingly and they made it a game but shout out to lee um it was 84 to 80 and he went on a personal 8-0 run to end the game and we won 88 to 84 and that was um a great game to watch uh i wish we could did a post game for but we um couldn't for um that game but it was great like fans um came back it was really cool seeing a lot of because a lot of people are starting to move back obviously for second semester but it was a great game it's a testament to how good overall the team I feel like sometimes they're depending a lot on Walt Walt still had a pretty good game he had 17 but Lee came through Dorian hit a lot of big threes mm-hmm. a few of them were questionable shots I thought like uh, deep range shots but he made <laughs> he made them count and uh they just started playing better in the second half and number zero in second I forget his name but he had a really good game Darnell, oh, Hoskins. Darnell, Hoskins. Yeah, Darnell yeah. Hoskins he was hitting a lot of clutch threes for them and um their team is going to be reckoned with in the in the Gleak, but the fact that we're still undefeated is a really, really good uh, play. And Lee, I mean, he's one of the best spot up shooters, I think, in the Gleak and in the country. And I really love that personal 8 0 run he did to um, propel us to the victory. Yeah, I mean, Lee led the way with 24 points. He was 8 of 10 from the floor, 4 of 6 from deep. It just seemed like just give him the rock and let him fire at that point of the game. I mean, he only he, he had 24 points in only 17 minutes. But I think what I mean, what Lee brings. When he's on the floor, you know he's going to make quality minutes. Because, I mean, he's not the leader in minutes in front of the starting crew. He actually had the least amount of minutes out of the starting crew in this game. But he had the most points. He had the best shooting performance. I mean, he had he made some big time quality shots in down the stretch as well. And I mean, we mentioned Walt earlier, who's always been known as the closer for this team. Mm-hmm. But Lee did a great job as well. I mean, you mentioned Dorian getting those clutch shots. I think that three from Ben Davidson was at um, one of the or not the three point the one bucket he had down the stretch was a big one as well. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it was definitely fun to see this team really like progress against it 
a tough opponent because it didn't start well. I mean, that was that was kind of the the real big theme of the game was we did not start well, but we finished well. And I mean, give credit to Saginaw; they came out and played. I mean, you mentioned Darnell Hoskins was fantastic, and he, I think he got Gleak Player of the Week, if I'm not mistaken, for their for that division. So, I mean, his performance was fantastic, but still got the job done. Coach Bronco and the crew moved down down to ten and three. And eventually, 11-3, and as they beat Wayne State yesterday in what was pretty much a blowout. I mean, it didn't feel really like a blowout for a while there. I mean, we knew that distance was there scoring-wise, but it just kind of seemed like Wayne State would just keep keep punching back. And, I mean, for a 2-7 team, they showed a lot of fight in this game. Yeah, for sure. I wasn't able to make it at all, but like just looking at what they were able to do, I think it was just kind of they were able to stay in for a little bit longer than I thought they were going to, especially with just kind of how our defense was able to kind of pick them up. I mean, 104 to 73, it's still like a hefty margin of victory. But like you said, for a 2 and 7 team to be able to kind of hang in there for a good amount of the game is pretty impressive. But I mean, our boys just did what they needed to do and what we have been doing, and that's just kind of take over the game when it needs to be done. And I mean, it's a good, good rollout, gold. Yeah, good rollout win for Grand Valley coming up later this week. Yeah, I mean the, yeah. the fact they scored fifty or fifty one percent of the three point shots they took, I think, tells the tale just by itself. They were fifteen of twenty nine, uh, and it was it just seemed like everything was falling in that game. It was it was incredible to see. I mean, I was a part of the game staff that was able to watch the game up close, and it just seemed like. There was no real, like, we had some plays where, like, we just didn't hold on to the basketball, and it was just kind of like like some sloppy turnovers, and you kind of were just like, man, that doesn't look good. But they, everybody just felt like, mm. felt comfortable. It mm-hmm. was just that, and sometimes you get too comfortable, obviously, with those big leads. But, I mean, there was some there was some big-time plays in this game. I mean, Logan Ryan with that putback slam, that was pretty sweet. Uh, if you guys didn't miss that, I believe it's also on the YouTube highlights if you look on the Ferris Athletics Holding page. It up. So yeah. you can watch that right now, Joe, <laughs> as I keep rambling on here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Dorian had a good game. He had 15 as well. Uh, Logan Ryan, I think, had a great night 14 and 7 um Grizzlis also did very well off the bench he was tw- i think at 12 points and four rebounds i want to say he played pivotal minutes off the bench he seems to get it only better uh Mikel bingham i think was the story of anybody that you ask from this game simply because he came off the bench with um the steph curry mode and just <laughs> literally hit every three that he took it was literally insane he went three of three down the stretch for the final three buckets that got us to 104 points it was certainly yeah. fun to watch from the table. Everybody just explode, but I, I mean, it was huge. We we really did a great job of locking down some of those stretches that Wayne State had, and really were able to to make sure that we had that lead and really just get, execute the offense, get the ball moving around, and being able to knock down the shots. Because when we do that, man, we can be unstoppable. Yeah, we really have a good team. I mean, I think we're even better than our 11-3 and record. Obviously, we're still defeating Gleak play at top of the Gleak. I really think we could have the chance to win the regular season and tournament championship for the Gleak while well we're playing. And like you said, another great game by Dorian, 15. I think Walt also had 15. I was keeping a little bit with the game online, trying to watch it a little bit on my phone in class. Uh, not always the best idea in script writing, but, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to um, just keep up with the athletics. But, no, they played amazing. Wayne State, I mean, they're 2-7, and seven, but this is a team I believe that won won the GLIAC last year or was one of the better teams in the GLIAC because Brandon Neely yesterday had 24 for Wayne State and he was one of the best guards last year too and on Wayne State I mean they usually have a pretty good team so uh, the fact that we were able to roll through them like that um, you know speaks volumes I think we're going to continue to make a run and Brandon I think you're looking that up for me to make sure because I think they were very competitive last year in the GLIAC if I'm not mistaken I know it was a COVID year they only played conference games but no we played good we won by 25 plus and when we're hitting from three you know, we're one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I think looking back at the tournament, I'm not sure if they made the tournament. I know one thing, though. I believe they went through a coaching change earlier this year, which, I mean, mm. that can be tough. I mean, the fact you're going into a whole mm. off season, um, right. playing for a guy, and then he ends up leaving, you really kind of have that thought of, like, man, now now where do we go? Or now what do we do? And, I mean, that's kind of hard to, to really adjust to. Um, but, I mean, they did, they did a pretty good job as far as just being able to really be gritty, stay tough, and really give us all they could handle really down the really in the biggest parts of the game early on because this game was i think like some people are like oh yeah it was like a 31 point victory as dominant start to finish it really wasn't i mean but it was 25 25 in the first quarter i mean they were really like they were packing punches we'd throw a left hook they'd throw a right uppercut it was really just a boxing match early on but i mean we ended up getting that stretch run of just being able to 
light it up from deep, and that's really what propelled us the rest of the way. But, I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, we got Grand Valley and um, Davenport coming up, as we mentioned earlier, but those are going to be good games. Both those teams have been doing well this year. And, I, I mean, I'm really excited because, I mean, Grand Valley obviously don't have to mention anything about what that game means to us. Um, but Davenport's also a top team. They were in the top. Um, I think they were about fifth or fourth in the seeding last year in the tournament, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Travis. So they're going to be a quality opponent as well. They've started off yeah. pretty decent as well. So, But, I mean, right now, I mean, we got if we are able to run sets, give Jimmy the ball, be able to run our plays that is set up because that coaching staff, Ramon, Bronx, all of our great coaches, when they are able to get their sets in, I mean, the ball moves around, the right the right person gets the basketball and makes the right shot. It's really, really fantastic to watch, but what really sets this team apart is the momentum, the tempo. That's something that got us to the 2018 National Championship, being able to get the ball, go out and run, be able to knock down three-point shots, because that was the difference on how we made that run. So we were able to do that, give guys like Lee... Dorian, Walt, the basketball, Jimmy makes good plays. The bigs are getting in there, getting those boards, getting the putbacks, and being able to box out on missed shots on the other end. This this team's going to go a long ways. Yeah, for sure, and that's the one thing I'm pretty excited for is Grand Valley right now is sitting sitting at a cool three in the in the Gleak men's basketball standings right now, and I think going there and stealing the game from them is going to be a really good precedent for this upcoming just kind of shift in like the second round of Gleak play, and I think if we're able to really get the win here, I'm, I wouldn't say convincingly, but just steal it at their home place and just kind of get to seven and zero, and then kind of just really get the train rolling a little bit against these good teams that are going to be coming up. It's going to really speak wonders for later on in the season when we have to play those teams again. So I think if they're able to go and keep level heading, like you said, keep that momentum. And I think if our defense can really step up and get some, a few takeaways, especially with getting our press working a little bit, as well as you know locking it down and really forcing those like last second shot and really force the shot clock to go down and make them so that, that way they have to scramble to get the ball off. I think that's going to really bode well for us. But it's if they're able to go in there with a level head. I mean, Allen especially that gym is is a really nice gym and it's really nice for fans and being able to kind of be close to the action you know it's a it's a stage that is pretty pretty interesting if you haven't been there uh yeah it's a it's a pretty cool gym and a really nice facility but regardless if they're able to go in there i think i think we're able to do pretty well we just gotta play our game no i agree joe i love everything you just said because it's always like extra intensity when we play a team like grand valley no matter what sport is it just adds an extra rivalry and i love their facilities like when you talked about the gym they have d1 facilities basically facilities dude like they you know i'm shocked they're not even fcs or something like that because their facilities like lumbers where we all got a chance to go this past fall is really fun and it's very competitive. I think it's definitely the best rivalry in D2, not only just for football, but for all sports. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I believe we can get the win. The main thing, I believe, is keeping it close because Grand Valley is a hard place to win. I remember looking back at the 2018 team that won the um, national title. that went 38-1 and with Zach Hankins. One of their closest wins was against Grand Valley at um, GV. Th- those are games that are usually decided by five to seven points. So I believe um, it's really going to be um, like kind of start to finish, but I- I'm going to say our second half play. First half, we usually start off kind of sluggish yeah, like we're definitely the, a second half team yeah like the Saginaw game we're almost down by 10 at halftime then we made the second half push and lead scoring the eight points in um the last two minutes of the game and we just noticed guys play better like I see Walt heating up towards the end of the game um uh, Ben Davison starting to get more in uh, Logan Ryan he's starting to get a lot more putbacks and those like give um different energy for like the team so I think uh definitely I mean, I really like where they're going. I hopefully they can get these next two to move on to thirteen and three, and we can get a number one seeding. I, I believe their goal is from what Brockma told Rob Bentley in one of the post games. Uh, they're trying to host the Gleak tournament mm-hmm. potentially. Thinking a little bit down the line, I think they can as long as they continue mm-hmm. to win. Yeah, keep yeah. doing your thing, and we could potentially have a double hosting duty as the women are on top right now mm-hmm. in the seeding as well. Joe, you have something? I was going to say, one player that we do have to watch out for for Grand Valley State is Jake Van Tubergen because yes. he's been player of the week for the past couple. I think he's their down low guy, so yes. it's going to be uh, definitely a test for Logan Ryan, but you know he's being able to hold it down. But if we're able to keep it out of the paint, I think we're going to be good. Yeah, need to make sure we equalize on the boards. No opposite opportunities. And unfortunately, that was one of the the flaws that the, the women's game was against Wayne State. We were not able to rebound the basketball, and that pretty much hurt us in this game. And we lost 60-45, to 45, one of the... One of the, I wouldn't want to call it like the worst performances that we've ever seen. It was not pretty. And I'm, I'm Coach Westendorf certainly mentioned that 
it was not our best basketball whatsoever. And I mean, they they, they just killed us on the boards. It was fifty to twenty nine in the fi- the final column. I believe Sam Cherney herself, who plays the five that we were talking about on the preview show last week, Joe, that had I believe twenty one rebounds by herself. Oh my gosh! So in the game, that or was yeah, gosh, twenty one <laughs> rebounds by herself. That certainly hurt us. They got some putbacks. Kate, Kate Sherwood played a fantastic game. We also couldn't make a shot. The lid was on top of the basket. That's the classic, pretty much the classic cliche you can put on that. We were 7 of 29 from 3, 16 of 64 from the floor. 25% for you math majors out there. That's just not going to get it done. I mean, I it, it's really hard to be able to have confidence because they had good looks. I mean, they had some great looks in that game, but they when they just wouldn't fall, and then the times that you did get something going, you lose the basketball, those things add up. It snowballs, mm-hmm. and your confidence level starts to dwindle every minute, turns off the clock. So it's, it's a tough one, but, I mean, they responded very well. I mean, taking down a Saginaw team that's been one of the top in the GLIAC for a while now, and being able to do it in a comeback fashion was huge for this team. That, that was a huge win. That was a big time one. I remember we uh, watched Brandon. Um, well, I was doing scoreboard, and I know you were um doing like stats and uh, music for it. Like that was a crazy game. We were losing the entire game. I think we were down by twelve at half. And Adrian Anderson started hitting some clutch shots at the end. We got some uh, big time threes. And the most impressive win about that to me, we did it without Chloe. You know, mm-hmm. Chloe's been one of the uh, key players for us all year. And uh, our team is very good. Um, I just like the resiliency they showed. Zoe Anderson scored six of her only eight points, all in the fourth quarter. You know. They just kept they just kept fighting and just kept fighting. And I think that's what propelled them to a win. I think Saginaw got a little bit complacent in the second half because they're a team, like you said, Brandon, that has been dominant as of late. And sometimes when you have been dominant, you can get a little bit of the big head and say, like, all right, we don't need to like kind of go all out this half. We just need to kind of play, you know, a little bit consistent and just close it out. But I think that's what was their downfall. And Adrian Anderson and a lot of the girls just played a great and it was a great uh, comeback one. Like that was very impressive because I, I personally thought it was over. I was kind of scared, but I'm happy they came yeah. back. It's going to be a test, too, especially. I mean, Saginaw Valley was a really good game to watch and be able to kind of get that win and be able to get back on track. But, I mean, with Grand Valley State coming up, it's going to be tough. I mean, Grand Valley's won seven in a row, I think. So it's definitely going to be facing off at home against a hot team. It's going to be a tough one. But I think our girls will be able to kind of really dig deep. I mean, it's the battle for the first place in the GLIAC right now. We're both 5-1, and one too. So it's going to be it's going to be a good game. But I think if you know Mallory gets going, Adrian gets going, Caden is able to get some shots out from around the arc, and then Chloe comes back and she's able to be a force on the paint, we're going to be able to be a force to be reckoned with when we head into Allendale. And it's going to be a good game to watch. I'm excited. Are yeah. you, you boys want to come? Hey, we you want to carpool? Make, we might carpool. have to make that get trip. Get some tickets? We all just have a journalism 3.30. We can head after. Yeah, we can just go uh, right after. Yeah. I mean... It looks like the Ducks are getting in a row. Here. I think we have to I go. I think Honestly, it's going to happen. I'll go. Anyway, anyway if there's to. any fans that come down to watch the game, what we time is that game on Thursday? Ooh, that's a good question. We should look that up as out. 6 p.m. There you go. Oh, We're going to have to be zooming on the highway <laughs> once we get out of class. We Dang. may need. We, meet. we might miss the first half. Can we have some diplomatic immunity? <laughs> so we might, ha- we might. I mean, what time does class lane, go? You know, Five forty-five. Maybe Stax yeah. might let us out early. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's first class. I mean, he's first class. Hey, syllabus week. Hey, yeah. I'm so, a, syllabus. I'm yeah, syllabus. Syllabus. Yeah. Hey, we know the syllabus. That's online. Yeah, come on, yeah, it's easy money. Yeah, we're here for school though. <laughs> or I'm here to play school. Huh? Play school, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, going to be some good games. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing how both teams do. And I mean, especially, I mean, the women's squad coming off that huge win. I mean, we just mentioned that backcourt. They could light it up. And we have one of the most talented backcourts in the GLIAC. And that is not a biased statement. Anyway, moving on. We got hockey this weekend. We don't really need to mention what happened last weekend. We're playing the number one team in the nation. That's bounce all back. that needs to be said. Bounce back. And this is a very good bounce back opportunity. We, I would love the word that you used, Joe, against St. Thomas, a team that we split with earlier at their place. But two winnable games, guys. This should be a two winnable series. I mean, we do have some guys that are now just have moved on from the team. That's okay. Next man up mentality. That's what we have to have to be able to win these games. And I mean, this this is the perfect opponent for the bounce back. It's this is a perfect, a mm-hmm. fresh, clean slate. Never played this team at home until now. Everything's clean. Let's start over. Let's get back on track. Get in the facilities. 
Let's get it on. Let's get mm-hmm. two wins this weekend. And this is St. Thomas' inaugural season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, they're first division season, one. Yeah. yeah. So I think we got to take full advantage of that. You know, I believe we're six and sixteen. I was looking online the other day, but I wanted them to win for Bob Daniels. Like I love Coach Daniels. He's just such a nice guy. And um, I, 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 just, I, hate, I hate having the post game interviews. Yeah, he just, just like he's never in a bad mood, but yeah, you can he's tell always, he's just he just. Not happy with the way that they played. I'm saying, I won't. And I, believe, I want Bobby to get a win, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me, Joe? Like, I, I think they can. Like I know we just lost to Minnesota State, but we did beat them. You know, they are the number one team. I think that's one you know cool win on our resume. You know, but with six wins, I think we have opportunity to turn it around. We get the sweep to go um, eight and sixteen. I mean, that can give us some momentum moving forward. But I just think the biggest thing for this team is just finishing. Like finish, finish, finish. There's been so many games we've blown the lead. Michigan State up three zero. We lose. Four to three, North uh, Northern Michigan. We're winning most of the game. We lose Western Michigan. We're up three to one. We lose four to three. It's just a lot of these games. We really could have at least twelve or thirteen wins, honestly. About four or five more wins right now. So I believe if they finish. Um, Logan Stein, if he can keep doing what he's doing, I think we uh, should be able to beat both the uh, beat this team both days convincingly. Yeah, and we've said this before, especially with like how important to get these two wins are because like you can definitely tell that. Like, athletics are trying to pack the stands for mm. these two games. Like, yeah. there's been sales for student tickets. Like, it's been said how, like, it's supposed to be, like, pretty packed already. I yeah. know a lot of people are planning on going and stuff like that. But, like, right. we've already seen this when we played Michigan State, and then we lost with a packed house. Yeah. And it's, like, for a program who is desperately in need of, like, support from at least the student body, because our student section has been dwindling the past few years. Yeah. To be to be quite honest, it mm-hmm. sucks to see since a couple of years ago we were regarded as the number one student section in the country, and then to see how it's just barely getting filled, people are not into it. Most people are sitting most of the time. Like yeah, when we score, everybody's happy, but like during the game, there's like no energy really. So I think with these two games, it's a huge, huge statement piece to go in, get a big win. That's the goal. Like a six to one, seven to one, just beat the brakes off of these guys type win because these two, these this team. Especially when we played them last time, we should not have. We shouldn't. We should have beat them before we went to overtime, and we shouldn't mm-hmm. have lost them the second time. Mm-hmm. And now that they come in, now it's a brand new team to D one. We should be able to set the precedent, set the tone early, and just make a statement with this game. Especially with Bemidji State coming up, it's not going to be the easiest schedule for us. I mean, yeah, we beat Bowling Green by a good amount, but then the next, but the next game, then we lost. So I think these two games make us so that way when we come to home, we can have that much more advantage. Because right now, with the way that the fans are and the way that the atmosphere is, especially in Aoglaven, it's not really a home ice advantage. It's like, yeah, you're home and you don't have to go anywhere, but it's like, other than that, so when we play Lake State, Lake State fans were chanting louder than us. How is that even yeah. possible? No, you're right. Because, like, honestly, when you bring up, uh, like, some of the games where we have had the packed one, I think the Michigan State one, we had, like, over 2,000 nice. fans. That yeah, was, was packed. And the thing was, we just got to finish these games. Because if we finish, I believe it's going to get more fans wanting to come. Because it's like, oh, exactly. it's, it's a change. You know, the tie we're winning. Because, like, I just look at that State game. Because I'm like, we were up 3 nothing. The atmosphere was amazing. Because you had State on one side. Most of Ferris, obviously, on our side in Big Rapids. And I'm like... We just got to close it because I, I believe that's one of the main reasons why there's not that many fans. But I do think we'll get a packed house this weekend. I would love to see definitely over 1,500. I mean, if we can get to 2,000 like state, that would be great. But I think a realistic expectation, like maybe over fourteen or 1,500 fans this weekend. Yeah, I think just because St. Thomas isn't as big of a name. But even though yeah. it's not as big of a name, it's still as big of a game. I mean, right, right. go in there, beat the brakes off these guys. Show up, show out. Do something like Bowling Green, dude. If we're able to put up a six spot and while holding them to like two or three goals, especially at home, that place is going to be electric. It's going to be rocking. And especially if we get 1,500 people there, I know that there's once, – once they see that we have some talent and we have the ability to win the game, that's when we start going. And I think if we're able to carry that over and show these fans and the students and stuff and be able to get the student section rocking, that's when it's going to be a big thing, especially pregame and stuff like that. It's going to be tougher – like – if you look back, what we were able to do for pregame with our student section was intimidating. It was one of the most intimidating things because when they were circled around, you had people up on the glass screaming at them. You had our whole student section. Right. I mean, maybe not the nicest things that they were saying, <laughs> of course, but it's like being able to or being a, a opposing player going into a, a atmosphere like that is not always the easiest because you know it's going to be everybody except a couple of people are against you, and that's the one thing. It's like we got to pick it up, we got to show out, and we got to win big this weekend. Yeah. I th- the think the biggest thing 
with as far as the, the lack of attendance. And I did look up the the, the number for Michigan State. It was 2490. 2490. So the last home game we had against Lake Superior was 1640. That's so, almost a whole grand difference. I mean, yeah, it was... I'm not a math major, so rounding doesn't count. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. We're it's a majors. huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we're paid to talk for a living. That's what we're doing here. But <laughs> the fact is, a lot of the fans, and I completely understand, don't follow hockey as much. Is it compared to football? No, it's, it's no. different. It's it's no. a D1 sport. I know that. But when you're looking necessarily at hockey, like it's just frankly, from around here, the fan base... Like they they know Ferris State hockey, they know Big Rapids hockey, they know they know hockey, but it's not like in Minnesota, you know, where everybody's like, yeah, we know how the great quality of hockey is played. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when our fans are more, not necessarily saying our fans aren't educated. I'm just saying with the necessary tools to like see, yeah, this is some great hockey these guys are playing. Because frankly, a lot of our fans just say, oh, they're they're six and sixteen, like they're yeah. not good. Why we they go look watch? At, they look at the <laughs> record they, rather yeah, than yeah, the and they don't see play. that, and that's the biggest part is. We've played in some fantastic games. I mean, the, everything's ever all these games have been close that we've lost. That's the but thing. they're just like we lost. And why would we keep watching a team lose? That's that's frankly what it is. I gotta agree with both of you because it's not like we're getting well, I mean last week in you know, Minnesota State they, I mean, they, they, yeah, I mean, I mean number, number one, one team, number one team but, in the country, oh, yeah. fourteen and one like, over two games. Yeah, so like, shift, that just happens sometimes. But we did beat them. But like I gotta agree with Joe too, because it's really I believe fans are showing because of the name. Like Michigan State, you made a point, twenty four hundred fans because it's Michigan State. Like if we play Michigan at home, I believe it's gonna be the same thing. Or Lake Superior State, you said sixteen hundred, like it's more of like the names of the other teams why they're coming, but the reason why they should come is to your point, Brandon, we're making it competitive. At least every home game I've got a chance to report, it's been close. Like I haven't really seen us get blown out. Besides, um, the second time of Minnesota State when we after we beat them the first time, every other game has been close. Like and these are against good teams against Western Michigan, Bowling Green. I mean, we've beaten Minnesota State, like I said before. You know, we should have beat um, Michigan State. You know, these are like against some of the best teams in this conference. So I just think like if we start like finishing, the more people will come. But they, like you said, Brandon, they should come anyway because we're making a competitive game and it's a good product because you're getting your own money's worth because when you come to a game, you want to see a good game. If it's a blowout, you want to see it in Ferris's uh, favor. So, I mean, fans, please come out this weekend. I know it's cold outside, but come on. In the ice rink, that's probably colder or warmer than it is outside, to be honest. That is very true. That is incentive. Hey, you want more incentive? (laughs) Last time we played on our home ice, we got that W. So yes, sir. let's yes, get a, let's get two more and let's bring the dog pound back. That's really all we want because trust me, I know we've all been there when it's been when it's been bumping. It back is when, like no other, the, dude. That it's that like ridiculous. no other. Let's start off 2022, right? Come on, come on, come on. Show up, show up, show up. Let's do it right now. Come on, let's go. Come and on, do it. We need it. But anyway, those games will be, I believe. Six o'clock and seven o'clock. Uh, seven oh yep. seven on Friday, Friday and then six oh seven on Saturday. Thank you, yep. Joe. But I don't anyone, know why they start on the seven mark, but hey, on the seven minute mark. But hey, you know what? It's TV, man. Can't yeah, argue TV. But no big deal. anyway, there is a flash sale going on, I believe, for student tickets. So check out two Ferris bucks. Athletic. Is it really two bucks? Come what? on, y'all. I know. I know everybody got two singles. Come I mean, on, I know. Yeah, I, on, I know man. we get in for free, we but might I'd be, be taking that. We might be broke college students, but just use that change that's in the in the center console of your car and just yeah, quick you pull it out. eight quarters, man. Hey, can yeah. we use bulldog bucks? No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> that <laughs> should be that would be hey, a good see, idea. Hey, I'll always thinking, we have an idea. As Doctor A would say, skating to where the puck is going to be. All you need oh, is 20 dimes. That's oh, all you need. Man. 20 dimes. <laughs> oh, okay. 40 <laughs> nickels is all you need. I can't that reference right now, but anyway, you just got to 40 nickels is all that you need to get it to nickels. go again. Dude, We're 40 nickels. 200 pennies. Yeah, that's all you need. Dude, I have that in a change jar at home probably. Two crisp one Same for like bills. 10 years. That's all you need. <laughs> it's time to see some good hockey, too. Two bucks? You kidding me? Yes. That's a, that's highway. That's a steal. Steal. Highway robbery. You won't get that anywhere else. Yeah, $2 D1 hockey tickets. That's that's true. True. You ain't gonna get that anywhere else. You think anyway. you think people at Michigan are paying two bucks to go to play to go watch some hockey? No at chance. Yost? No chance. No, no way. No chance. Absolutely they're, not. They're paying like they're probably paying like ten bucks a game or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that's a trip to Qdoba. <laughs> that really is. Okay, if you haven't got the president, buy the tickets and come watch. It's gonna be fun. 
And yes. we should win this game. So come on, boys. Should. Sharpen the skates. Let's play some good hockey, man. Not All right. Anyway, before we end the Fair State Sports Report, track is in action. Hey, yo, coming up yeah, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, the yeah, season's yeah. back. Going to be in Allendale for the Bob Eubanksy Open. Pretty excited about that. I personally won't be racing, but I know mm. my boys and my teammates will be there as well. I mean, we got some great potential coming up this year. I know we got some sprinters coming in. Um, Ray Lee's done a great job already. And, oh, we just won meet. His first meet. And he, I believe he finished in the finals in mm. the 60 and the 200. Or maybe not the 200, but just the 60. But Start he's fast. He's done well. And we've got... Stay oh, fast. Finish fast. That's all I always say. And run fast in the middle. Run fast in the middle. Exactly. Stay fast. Same but thing. our throwers have been improving. Our distance guys have a lot of young potential. And there's a... I mean, our mid-distance crew has gotten better this year uh, on paper. So we're excited to see that go... Uh, I mean, this our program is going up. I mean, on the women and men's side, we have a lot of good potential <laughs> this year. This could be a bounce back year. I'm so oh, excited. Sure. But that will be coming up in Allendale. I think all the ticket information is on Grand Valley's website if you want to check out how to get in. I know it's kind of a hassle because I think it's like – because Grand Valley's got some mm-hmm. of the new policies for the yeah, nice place attendance though. stuff. Yeah. Uh, nice uh, place, though. Yeah, it is. A, it's a very nice facility. I'm really excited yeah. to probably go there and watch. It. It'll be a fun they're event. A little brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the little. They're the richer little brother who shows up to family reunions, yeah. plays story, will beat him and everything. Yeah. Maybe not track though. Track they're pretty good. Yeah. Track they're very good. But we're also pretty good too. Yeah, and for all sure. I'm gonna say is keep. Keep putting us down on the rankings. Yeah, keep keep punching. Keep punching keep us. Down. You saw what happened in cross country. Keep doing it. Keep it's just down. more motivation. Yeah, talk, Brandon. Keep I talking like that talk. Look it up, Brandon. <laughs> hey, we're talking that talk. Wait, you put us at what? Ninth coming in this year? Come on, son. The, the finish almost. The, oh, let's the finish blast, top man. five. That's S9, that's S10. No, yeah, that's right. That's right. Talk it up, Brandon. Talk it up. Hey, I'm just like, I'm just firing my team up. Let's yeah, go. Let's baby. go. That's going to be the Ferris State Sports Report. All the information on FerrisStateBulldogs.com. When we come back, how did Georgia win the national championship? And is Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan? Stay tuned. Are you looking for a place to make an impact? Eagle Village could be the place for you. With over 53 years of experience making a difference in the lives of youth, there are many opportunities to serve today. Make sure you visit eaglevillage.org to find out where your journey may begin. Eagle Village, where potential source. And we return from our quick little mid-show break. But, boys, national championship last uh, last night, really. I was going to say last weekend, but Monday is not the weekend. But Georgia Bulldogs able to take down the Crimson Tide of Alabama 33-18. to I think it's the first time in sports history where both national championships of D1 and D2 are the Bulldogs. Hey. Go Dogs, Fair State, and Georgia. But regardless, what a game that was. I mean, Stetson Bennett led the Georgia Bulldogs basically for that 33-18 to victory. Brandon, I know you have some thoughts on the game, especially with the Georgia defense and proving how good they are. But, I mean, if you want to, you want to take a stab at it, let the people know how good they are. <laughs> then, I mean, talk your stuff. Let me let me sit you down. Let me educate you first. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not sure. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, yes. Skip, I am. Skip, I am skip, skip, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, skip. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this was the biggest thing I wanted to mention to people that I was rooting for Georgia to win. And I know that I really didn't say that because we didn't have a preview show for mm. this, obviously, because of last week. A lot of things were going on with Ferris State, so we covered that. Anyway, with an extra I was rooting for Georgia. People know that that were necessarily like close to me and that were asking me about the game. I was rooting for Georgia, and the reason why is because I wanted everybody to see how good this defense really was. Because there was a lot of speculation. Oh, yeah, I mean, they crumbled against a good team in Alabama, but, oh, Michigan's trash, and they're, they're just garbage anyway, so their defense isn't good. That is not the case. From what I saw on tape <laughs> yeah. from week one and on, that defense was elite, and I wanted people to know that, and they certainly saw that in this game. I mean, the fact was Bryce Young, he played he played very well. I mean, he was 35-57. He had three, 369 yards at one touchdown, two interceptions. When Alabama got into the red zone, like, instead of Georgia potentially folding like they did the last matchup in the SEC championship, they went after them. And they even blitzed them in the red zone. And they stuffed them. I mean, I think it was, what, four red zone trips? Only one touchdown? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's good. That shows how good their defense was. And, I mean, the pick six to steal it by Ringo was amazing. It was it was fantastic to see. I really, really liked what I saw from Georgia. I mean, of course, Stetson Bennett, the mailman, delivers once again with his per- dominant performance. I mean, the fact of it was, like, I don't know, I think it was somewhere uh, around in the second half where they had that controversial, could have been a fumble recover near the sideline, right. and forward pant, da-da-da. After that moment... 
He showed no fear. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And throws that dime into the end zone for that go-ahead touchdown. I mean, just the guts it takes on that. He's like, you almost just potentially lost the momentum of the game to potentially lose the entirety of the game. And then he comes back and just delivers. I mean, he was great. The running attack has been dominant. I mean, Cook and White have been really fun to watch this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they put a pretty good performance against Michigan. I will give them that. But, <laughs> I mean, the defense, I think the front seven played some of the best football I've seen in a national title game. I mean, they held Brian Robinson only 60 yards, 68 yards rushing on 22 carries. It's three yards a carry. That is significantly lower than he had in the semifinal against Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, they just played great. And also, Stetson oh, Bennett, yeah. please just let the man go to bed. They're having interviewing him all morning. The poor guy's been probably partying all night. He has no idea what's going on besides these national champions. Why are they having him on national television? I know. On Good yeah. Morning America. But he's like probably seven hung in the morning. Over. But he's probably hung man, over. Like the poor man business. is going to sneeze his sleep, man. It's he, like, let him on, he just won the national yeah, championship. Let the guy party. Like, let him give, give him, him hang 24 out. hours. No. Yeah, Especially on, for this. Good for Kirby Smart, though. Right. Yeah. Finally. I will say this about Kirby Smart. He is world class. Like, there's a a lot of coaches, like, they'll say, like, oh, yeah, props to, like, their defense and stuff like that. But not a lot of coaches are able to, like, name the players of the other team and, like, praise them specifically. I forget which players it was, but he was, like, saying that he called out, like, three guys on Alabama's defense. When he was like, those guys were giving us problems all year and stuff like that. And then not only that, but what, then when Bryce Young went down, he went over, helped him up when he was down near the Georgia sideline. So not a lot of people notice that, but that's something that oh, you yeah. got to give Kirby Smart a lot of credit for. Is he's not only a world class coach, but he's a world class guy. He's a nice, he's a great guy, and I'm happy for him. Even though I was rooting for Alabama, I just love Nick Saban because he he's a former Michigan State coach, and he has seven national championships, six with uh, Alabama. But Kirby Smart, they're well deserving of it. And one thing I want to say, I do agree with you, Brandon. Michigan's not trash, but as a state fan, not trying to make any Michigan fans mad by any means. The committee did get it right by setting up the SEC championship in the. Um, national title was the ultimate smart decision i'm sorry but it's just if michigan or cincinnati would have played bama or georgia to me it just wouldn't have been like like what it was last night even though i know georgia won by 15 i just still think even though i'm still technically a big 10 guy i gotta give it the credit where it's due sec does run college football winning back-to-back national titles now obviously bama beating ohio state last year and georgia winning this year but i mean it was just the two best teams in the country going at it and georgia got their revenge it is very hard to beat a team twice i thought nick saban i mean to me he's like a tom brady so it's just hard to bet against him but i gotta give georgia credit they have the best defense in the country shutting down basically the heisman winner uh, bryce young who i love but it was a great game. Um, shout out to Georgia. First national title since 1980. Yeah, yeah since I, Herschel Walker. That's crazy. Yeah, that's been that's in a hot minute. Well, over 40. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Good for Georgia. Um, the argument that you just made, I, I can totally like see my point of view is I'm not like mad that we saw a Georgia-Alabama to national title game. I, I have the problem with ranking based off of the popularity and the TV ratings compared to the actual football I give you on that. the field. I agree. That is what I was very upset with. Because, I mean, I, I would agree with you. If Michigan was going up against Alabama, I think it would have probably been close. I think that Alabama would have probably exposed them slightly up through the air just because that's that's our most vulnerable point. Um, but, I mean, Brian Robinson probably would have got his dude. He would have got maybe 70 to 100 yards. But, I mean, through the air is where I would definitely have yeah. some concern. Because we have great playmaking secondary, but we give up some yards sometimes. And I think that would have been in trouble. But, I mean, Georgia did a fan- – they were fantastic. I mean, the fact that that defense just showed up with a revenge from right. that SEC championship game just made this game even better. And it was certainly fun – just to watch that game, I had to have a couple of bowls of cereal just to stay awake <laughs> to watch that whole game. Also, they should move the game up for crying out loud. I can't stay up till yeah, midnight. Prime time, dude. Come on, man. I can't it's stay up that late. Night. I know. Yeah. I can't stay up that <laughs> on late. a school night. On a not a school night. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, it was still fantastic, though. Shout out to the Bulldogs as reign supreme mascots of college football. What is it? Aga and uh, Brutus. Aga and Brutus. They should have. Uh, they should hang hang out sometime. Yeah, it's a link. You know? That's what I think. Fair should do is actually have a real bulldog that we bring around too. A real bulldog. Like have like the guy in the mascot costume, walking the actual bulldog. Yeah. Now that's like, that's intimidating yeah. right there. But you got you can't have because George's bulldog is like white, right? That's Aga. Like it's always a white bulldog. 
Uh, I yeah, I think because so. like that's Something what like their that. mascot is. But ours would have to be like the light brown and like black. Oh, you're saying to match? Yeah. Wait, are you talking? No, because no, like our our okay. bulldog not would like have dark. to be like light brown, be like, like that. I mean, we're not gonna find a yellow bulldog. But like just light brown, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like to point out. Look, I like, like to point out that we're pointing at things in the studio right now that mm-hmm. nobody can see. But you know, just a classic audio medium. No, let I me, can, let me look. Let me look, show you this real quick. Okay, I I think I understand where your drift is, but I'd love to get confirmation. Something like this. Uh, hold mm. up. Something like this. Do, do, like, look at that. That's Brutus right there. Okay, I can That's see that. I mean, no, no white on his face. He's got like half that. white on his face. We but have just to post like, that now on oh, social media. Like a real this, bulldog. this is Brutus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Bing, uh, Bing images never disappoints. Now tell me what. Google images. Ah, no chance. Not, on, no chance. That's on hilarious. Bing. What? No Bing is superior. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm surprised no one said anything. Anyway, kudos to Georgia. Round of applause. Yes, well done, Georgia. You are national champions. The Bulldog is the supreme mascot. That's all we've learned. And defense actually does win One championships. championships. So there Facts. you go. Uh, anyway, moving over now to the NFL. Lots of craziness going yes, on. Sir. Playoff pictures set. I'm so the excited, fellas. Wild card weekend <laughs> is upon us this weekend. And, of course, Black Monday is now passed in the coaching trees, and we now have openings for some NFL franchises. We'll start, we'll start the playoff picture here. So... We have in these seedings. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie, guys. Some of these are going to be some pretty good games on paper. I'm so excited. Not saying that it's going to end up being good games. But, I mean, just on paper, I mean, the fact is we're going to have the Cardinals play the Rams again. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the Bengals play the Raiders to start it all off. That one it's going to be fun. The Patriots are going to play the Bills, the Bucks, and the Eagles, the Steelers, Chiefs. 49ers, Cowboys. I'm really excited about that one. And, of course, just mentioned the Cardinals and Rams. Um, I mean, I guess we'll start AFC side. Uh, okay. Patriots and Bills to start off. I mean, you look necessarily at how these two teams played. I mean, the Patriots coming off a little bit of a loss. To, well, the formerly led Brian Flores Dolphins. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, yeah, they messed up. Anyway, they still had that loss, but it's Bill Belichick. Is there any reason to be concerned? I say so. Isn't this their fourth meeting <laughs> between, uh, the, between the two th- teams? This is the this third, third because this they, year. they played twice. Yep. Yeah. I the got third the this year, but it'll be like the f- seventh since seventh, third, and yeah, seventh or eighth that Allen has been with the Bills. I, I got the Bills. Oh, I I mean, Whoa, it, might, it might sound a little bit biased wait, because because uh, you, you know pick, I'm a Brady fan you and you know what the uh, Bills. You know because of how Belichick did Brady. No, but oh, I one thing I will say that's this: why. Belichick is the greatest coach. I've trolled him long enough. I've realized what he's done with Mac Jones, who I'm a fan of. He's the greatest coach. I'm going to give him that. But I think the Bills are going to win. They're riding high on momentum. And to be honest, for me, I think it's going to be the Bills or Titans winning the AFC this year. I don't think Mahomes or the Chiefs are going to do it. So I got uh, the Bills over Patriots. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to say 21 to 14 because New England still has one of the best defenses in the league. Hmm. I. I like the Patriots, honestly. I think when playoffs come to town, Mac Jones, I mean, we saw it when he is in college. Of course, it's a little bit different with the NFL, but, I mean, with his mindset and what he's been able to adopt the Patriot way, and especially his relationship with Belichick growing and stuff like that, I think once it comes to playoffs, like, you can't bet against Belichick, let alone now you have Mac Jones, who's basically the next Tom Brady in my eyes for what he's okay. what he has been able to kind of adopt with that Patriot mindset and stuff like that. I think it's a Patriots game to lose. I think it's going to be close, maybe by a touchdown or maybe even less than that. But you know, when you got when you have teams who play each other already this year and then meet in the playoffs, I mean, it's just going to be no holds barred. Where's it at? Is it at Foxborough? Is it at, at Buffalo? Buffalo? At Buffalo, that's going to be a tough ass. But I still think Patriots are going to be able to pull it out, and it's going to be a big steal, and they're going to be able to win the win the wild card. All right, all right. I'm going to request that I get a table. And that I'm going to jump on it because I want the Bills, baby. Bills, my give me the okay. Bills, okay. Okay. Give me Josh Brandon. Allen. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Hey, the grass I, I think, is green on this side. I mean, I think that yeah, on this side of the table. <laughs> I don't, anyway, I, I like what the Patriots bring. That I the only thing is the big play abilities. That's what the playoffs are all about. And I just don't trust you know Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne. Not saying they're bad players, but compared to you know Stephon Diggs and you know. Cole Beasley, or whoever you can insert there. As long as they can efficiently run the football, and if Devin Singletary is running like he has been the last couple of weeks, 
This could be a this could be a dominant game for the Bills. I mean, it very well could happen. I think it's definitely going to be close though. But I'm going to go with the Bills. Raiders and Bengals. I know we just completely jumped um, to this next game, but Bengals and Raiders. I'm going to go ahead and just solely pick the Bengals just out of pure Joe want. Sight shysty. I almost said shysty, but shysty, dude. He's nasty. No way that the Raiders are one in this one, dude. I think, is it unanimous? Is it a unanimous decision? I got to agree with both of you. Hey, I love Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow is Joe, the he has franchise a great first name. quarterback Joe, of the Joe. Bengals. Joe, he has a great first name. He does. And plus, he, he beat Patrick Mahomes. I watched this game over break with my dad when they did? played the Chiefs. And obviously, obviously Justin Jefferson, or, or no, um, I'm forgetting the wide receiver on the Bengals who had three touchdowns that game. Oh, uh, you're talking J- about Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase, thank you. <laughs> oh, I, was like, Wait, I knew what? there were former teammates at LSU that won yeah. the national title, but no, Joe Burrow, that game, four touchdowns, no uh, turnovers against the Chiefs. He outdueled Patrick Mahomes. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's amazing. That's who I wanted the Lions to draft, but I think they're going to win this. I think he's going to get his first playoff win this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think when you look at back at like the Raiders barely being – or like it was really close game against the Chargers. I think the Bengals are better than the Chargers. And I think if you toss that up there – I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to do too much, especially in Cincinnati against Joseph Lee Burrow. No exactly. chance. I love the fact that you're completely on the Joe Burrow train. Just makes the show yeah, even he's better. Good. Now, that's somebody who I would give a Tom Brady comparison to. And you guys know how big I love yeah. Brady. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be very special. Right. ACL completely healthy. He's yeah. no chance. He's back. Anyway, last AFC game. Steelers and Chiefs. Any reason Pittsburgh can advance? I mean, after the Chiefs, the Chiefs and Steelers actually played a few weeks ago, and that was an embarrassing performance by all the Steelers. But yeah. I love Big Ben. He's had an amazing career. I, I thought um, I watched that Monday night game at Heinz Field. I thought that was going to be his last game. But I'm happy he was able to get in the playoff shout to the Jaguars. Um, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> but um, I got to go with Mahomes. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes at home. They're starting to get their mojo back. Tyreek Hill, Nikhil Hartman, Travis Kelsey, great first name. Um, they just have a great team. Uh, Clyde Edwards, the Lair's back, so – I think it's going to be Big Ben's last game. All right. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Steelers against the Chiefs in the playoffs. They won the last time. They won the last time they were in the playoffs. Of course, it was probably, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was a couple couple years younger and (laughs) Mahomes wasn't there. But I don't know. I still think it's going to be close. I mean, it's going to be at Kansas City, so there's going to be that. But I probably got to hop on the train with you. I think we got to say goodbye to Big Ben. I think this is going to be his last game. I just don't think that they're going to be able to top the Chiefs. I mean, they had a little bit slow start of the year, but they were able to pick it up. I mean, twelve and five still is nothing. To sh- I mean, that's just crazy oh, record yeah. for how, especially for how Mahomes started off the year with how many interceptions he threw. He really picked it up, but you know, I just don't think Big Ben's just going to be able to sit back in the pocket. I mean, Buddy just gets the ball, turns sideways, and then he throws the ball like he has no movement anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if they're able to get really any pressure on the pocket, it's going to be game over for them and Steelers. Gonna say goodbye to your franchise quarterback and welcome to Mason Rudolph area, baby. Because mm-hmm. after this game, that's gonna be it. What do you mean? I'm oh, sorry, Dwayne Haskins is their pack. No, up, they're training for Aaron Rodgers. If they get Aaron Rodgers, that would be insane. Because I love that game over. That's has, game been, over. <laughs> has been open. I, I mean, kudos to Big Ben. Great yeah. career. I mean, the win Two at Heinz Field, the final win at Heinz Field, being able to even sneak in the playoffs. I, I think that's, the, I think that's the icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just that's don't. I definitely, he wasn't gonna pull. A, he wasn't ever gonna pull a Peyton Manning. Where yeah. he's gonna win. Especially, I don't, I don't know. He yeah. need a different team. He'd need that he, yeah. legit elite defense yeah. that we saw last year, and then some other playmakers. You know, like you know, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. But that's beside the point. <laughs> but I think Chiefs will win this game. I think they will move on. Uh, switch to the NFC side. We'll start. Um, Travis. Why are the Bucks going to beat the Eagles? <laughs> I'm happy you asked me that. Thomas Edward Patrick no, Brady. No, not so, the full um, name. All right, I'm no, going Eagles. Uh, I'm uh, done. I'm going uh, Eagles. Um, no, the greatest. Nick Sirianni forever. But I'm, I'm not going to go into a full spill, but no, the greatest quarterback of all time, who should be MVP, led the league in passing yards at age 44. I'm going to pull what, out 45 there. 45 touchdowns this year? So? 45 touchdowns. Joe. Um, unbelievable. What Brady does Beating only. Beating his age, dude. Only someone like Brady and myself can do that. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, no, wow. I, I think. Play football I, in high school? No, I'm just playing. No, <laughs> what but position do you play? I, I'm, I'm a two time fantasy uh, winning uh, you know, guy, so I was okay, going to make a play here. Right, no, I'm talking to a five time right. guy. Right. Come on right. now. No, but um, to get back on topic, no, I think they're going to win, um, obviously, with the AB. 
beat Tormo. A lot of people are saying the chemistry thing, but Brady is going to do what he has. I mean, he still has Mike Evans. You still got uh, Rob Gruskowski, obviously Le'Veon Bell. I think Leonard Fournette's going to be back. Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard, all these guys. I think Brady's going to win his eighth Super Bowl ring this year, and I believe they're going to uh, get beat the Eagles. I think it's actually going to be a close game. I'm going to say around 28-21. I love what I see from Jalen Hurts and Devontae um, Smith. I think they're only going to win by a touchdown, and um, I think they're going to win, though, but it's going to be a good game, and I mean, what's better than this? The GOAT at 44 still going. Tom Brady's going to play until he's 50. Like, I'm calling it all right. Unless there's a freak injury, which isn't going to happen because Buddy's recovery is just ridiculous. But I don't know. Well, especially with the way, I mean, I don't. I can't get behind the Eagles. You know, they've just been a little bit too spotty. Tampa Bay's just been consistent all year. 13-4, and four, are you kidding me? I got to go Tampa Bay. Tom's going to lead it, especially in Tampa. I just don't think that the Eagles are going to be able to do what do what it needs to need to upset them, especially with just I don't know. Jalen Hurts is just not in the same caliber as Tom Brady, and it's going to be a tough. At, it's impossible to be in the same caliber as Tom Brady. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I'm going to go Bucks as well. As long as well, I mean, just scratch what I said about the Eagles. I was just strictly <laughs> for Travis. Anyway, no, I'm no. going with the Bucks by 14. Uh, oh, 14. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm by 14. Okay. I have a little more faith. Uh, Cowboys and 49ers. Dude, this one's going to be this, a good one. This is interesting, guys. I love what I saw from the 49ers defense and Jimmy G this past Sunday against Matthew Stafford. As much as I love Dak Prescott, I'm not a no Cowboy way. fan, but I He's love the Cowboys. It. I'm going to pick the 49ers. I'm going to yes! do it. Jimmy G, a lot of people forget the run he went on in um, the 2019 season where they made the Super Bowl. I know, obviously. One they, throw away from winning. Yeah, they are one yeah. throw away from beating Mahomes. So I think they got the team, not not to make like a run to the Super Bowl, but I do think they have the team to beat the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, um, Dak is going to have a good game. I just don't always believe in the Cowboys' defense. The Cowboys beat up on a lot of bad teams. We don't necessarily beat, see them beat a lot of good teams. The last two seasons, they've had under 500 record against winning team so I'm going to go with Jimmy G and uh, the 49ers by uh, 10 points and we're going to see Trey Lance I believe get a touchdown. Good pick. I was also going to take the 49ers in an upset because I love what I've, I mean you just look back at what the Ram, what you saw against the Rams. This team ever since they, they expanded the offense bringing in Debo Samuel to carry the ball out of the backfield has brought another element to this team <laughs> and I mean as long as they take care of the football and that defense stays locked down I mean the Cowboys have been vulnerable at plenty of times this season there's just been times they've snuck it out. And, I mean, against the 49ers team, I don't like those chances. I have the 49ers by a field goal. You know what they say, threes companies, fellas. I'm hopping on the wow. 49ers train, That's what I'm talking wow. about. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, Let's you, go. with your point that you made, they're less than 500 against winning teams. I think that should speak for itself, especially when you get to the wild card round. you got to play your best. And they've been a little spotty, too, against good teams. And when it's the playoffs, it's the best against the best. And I think the 49ers are going to be able to play it out. Jimmy Garoppolo, I've... I've, I'm not going to say I've always liked him, but like I've always thought he was a good quarterback because you know he's been able to do some good stuff. The year after they went to the Super Bowl, they had a little bit of falling out just because he was, st- he was still good, but they just didn't have the players around him that they needed to be successful. But I think they're going to be able to win. I don't know if they'll be able to make it past this round, but against the Cowboys, I don't think that they're going to be able to lose this one because you know Jimmy G has just been able to produce pretty well so far this season. I think he's going to do well against Cowboys in that. Less than okay defense. Speaking right. volumes, I like it. All right, there you go. Final game, Arizona, L.A. Rams. Give me Matt Stafford. Really? All, All day. Right. Tell us why. All day. Because Matt Stafford, dude, he's got so much to prove, and he's going to be able to come out, and he's going to be able to play. Dude, <clears throat> excuse me. I just coughed. My bad. But I don't know. I just have a feeling Matt Stafford's going to go all the way this year. If he's able to pull us out, I'm a homer. I'm a Detroit Lions guy. He was Detroit. He embodied Detroit, and he brought that to Los Angeles. It's the Detroit grit that has brought the Rams so far this season. Their defense has been incredible. Their offense has been starting to pick it up. Cooper Cup has just been insane. If he's able to find – if Stafford and Cup connect more than a couple times so far, over the over this game, Cardinals have no chance. It's going to be Rams by a touchdown. It's going to be like 20 to 27. Rams are going to go to the next round. Bye-bye, Arizona. Kyler's got to sit in the car seat when he comes back <laughs> home because he can't see over the steering wheel. That's going to be it. L.A. Rams, 2022 Super Bowl champions. I'm calling it. 
right, Joe, I'm, I'm going to slow your roll in the Super Bowl championship. I think Brady's going to get his eighth. But I do agree Stafford's going I to get know. his first I playoff win. I, I'm telling you, they said the same thing last year. Brady's an anomaly. No, I'm just playing. But um, I think Stafford's going to get his first playoff win. But one thing I will say, this is a must-win. Stafford, I know you're not listening, but if you are, this is a must-win. You have to win this game. You've gone 12 years without a playoff win. You've had Calvin. You've had Golden Tate. Now you got Cooper Cup. You have. This is like a must-win for Stafford. I believe he's going to rise to the pressure because he has the guys around him, the defense, and um, with Kyler Murray not being there, familiar with the postseason, I think Stafford's going to do it. Stafford is a guy who's been in the playoffs three times. He has played three good teams: the Seahawks, Cowboys, and Saints. Stafford's going to get that first playoff win, and um, you know, I mean, how can you not root for a guy like Stafford? To be honest, being from Detroit, mm-hmm. so I got Stafford. Guys, you really came in here thinking. Now, I really thought you were going to come in here taking the Cardinals, but you take the Rams no, too. Don't don't play I, my emotions like I, that, Travis. I, I, I don't think he's going to win the chip, I, but I do want to see him win a playoff he's game. Win the guys, chip all day, guys. The last time, it, talk to your bookie. Put it on the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> the last time that they played at the Rams, they won. Who? Are we not forgetting that the Cardinals? No, that's what I'm saying. If if he doesn't get it done, I don't want to hear no excuses about Stafford doesn't have this around and this and that. But go ahead, Brent. Okay. Well, last time they played the Rams, they are at at LA. They won, but that was back in Week Four. This football team is significantly, significantly worse, way better than it was back in Week Four. But I don't. Okay, so if the Rams or excuse me, not the Rams, the Cardinals actually had a healthy backfield. Like, Connor was 100%. Edmonds is 100%. I'd be maybe leaning more towards the Cardinals in this game because there's just absolutely no way on planet Earth they can just keep losing because it's just an, it's just impossible mathematically. I mean, it is possible, but you know what I mean. But the Rams, I feel like they just haven't played up to their potential yet where, like, the Cardinals have played, like, decent games. They just can't finish. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm going to go with the Rams as well. I know that we've had common picks, but I, I just really don't trust... I, I just do not trust that Arizona offense. The defense has given up some plays. I get that, but I mean, if they want to, if they want to run in a track meet, you got to also <laughs> run fast. You can't just allow your teammates to run fast for you in a relay. You know what I'm saying? So give me the Rams by ten. Ooh, I say that with a question mark. But anyway, give me the Rams by ten. Anyway, rounding out the show. NFL coaching carousel. There are some coaching availabilities now set in the NFL, starting with the Dolphins. Why was this a trash move, Travis? This was awful. This was blasphemy. S9, S10, S11. No, but seriously, Brian Flores, uh, all trolling aside, he's done a great job. He's had back-to-back winning seasons. He took Tua, made him into a better quarterback. They almost made the playoffs. I just don't understand this firing. This was ridiculous. I don't. This man just beat Bill Belichick, you know, and they've been having success. From uh, two years ago, people were saying Alabama could beat this team. Now they're a team that almost made the playoffs. So I don't get it. I think that was an awful move. And the players um, even said, like, two on other guys on the Dolphins were like we don't get it like he played amazing they're already looking forward to next year so i think it's a very bad move but i think he is a guy who's going to be hired somewhere very very soon and i'm going to say this if we didn't have dan campbell because i do like dan campbell i would have loved the lions to get brian flores because i really like him but i hope he gets the job soon i believe he will yeah i kind of have the same point or the same kind of views on it too because like dolphins like you said they were garbage and then Flores was able to turn around. He was able to work with the players that he had and really build something there. And I think it's going to be interesting to see who they hire and kind of what they do going forward because if they kept him there for the next, like, three years, I think they could have been, I don't think, a Super Bowl contending team by any means, but a very strong playoff contending team that could really continue to make really good seasons. But now that they fired him, I think especially the culture that he's built there and probably the relationships that he's built with those players – it's going to be tough for the next coach to come in and kind of build that back up, especially with, you know, how he's been, like you said, how he was able to build up with Tua and stuff like that. You know, relationships built are really tough when they're taken away. So I think the next coach, when they hire him, is going to have a tough, tough ask for him, especially with having to build up those relationships again. Yeah, I I have, like, problems with the fact, I mean, they said that the, quote-unquote, like, the key dynamics of the, like, of the locker room weren't functioning in Miami, but you were zero and eight pretty much Literally. at the beginning of the year. You were zero and eight. Of course, it wasn't functioning. But you have a coach that rallies you back to a five hundred record and beats Bill Belichick twice and two winning seasons. 
after what was a dumpster fire. And then you just move on from him. And now you're expected that that's going to be the the the, the quote unquote President Barr moving forward. No, that's that was now it's just I can't believe that they did that. And they also haven't said who the they're like they're like oh we're keeping our we're keeping our eyes open. We don't have a candidate in mind. Yes, you do. If you mm-hmm. fired Brian Flores in this fashion, yes, you do. And Those you're just not telling us. That's the frank truth, and we all know that. But I mean. I'd hate to say it, but I heard this on uh, Jalen and Jacoby last night that the a good fit for Brian Flores would be in Minnesota, which I would not like because, you know, that would division. make the Vikings a good football team. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's just hard for Brian Flores. But he's going to get a job. That's 100% Definitely. the truth. Yeah. I don't doubt that he's gonna. He's not going to be on the uh, the old mean streets for too long. He's probably going to get no. picked up pretty soon. Yeah, Definitely. I would agree. But Vikings fired Mike Zimmer. Um, and as well as the Bears finally got rid of Matt Nagy Nick and Nagy Ryan Pace. Er, Viking also fired their GM as well and Rick Spielman both. So two NFC North teams starting from scratch. GM, head coach, and combo. Seems like some other team did that very recently. Don't know which one, though. Um, <laughs> but I think the Bears are looking at Jim Harbaugh. I think it's inevitable. I don't That's want him tough. to leave Michigan. Even though I'm a state fan, I, I like what he's done at Michigan. You get your first one against Ohio State since 2011. First Big Ten championship since 04. First outright Big Ten championship since 03. Why leave? And you just made the college playoff. Like, but I understand money um, is a root of all evil, as money a lot talks. of people say. So money talks. If yeah. you're offering him a certain bag, hey, I get yeah. it. I mean, might as well. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is like it would really suck for him to leave because I think he's finally starting to like – because before, like, when at Michigan, like, it was, like, the talk of, like, man, like, he hasn't won like, any big games. He hasn't won bi- any big rivalry games and stuff like that. But now I think it's actually starting to turn around. Like, this is kind of going to be the the new age of Michigan football. But like you said, if he really wants to chase that bag and go to Chicago, hey, Chicago's a nice city out on the water of Lake Michigan. You can have a nice high-rise apartment if you want. Soldier Field is pretty nice, a little windy, I might say, but... Regardless, if he wants to go and chase that back, then he's going to do it. But I hope he doesn't. I know a lot of Michigan fans probably don't want him to go. But, you know, I think just with all the signs pointing to it, it's probably inevitable at this point. Yeah, I think it's tough because, you know, you finally get over the hump and then the guy that takes you there leaves. I think that's definitely what all the fans are going through. But, I mean, take in mind that Jim Harbaugh was also a guy that left – really good Stanford program and then went over to San Francisco in almost a similar fashion. So I think we have to think of this as an option. I personally am very still on the fence if he actually wants to leave. But, I mean, I think that when you're the Bears, uh, I think they want to bring Fangio back. I think that's almost a fact now that he's gone from Denver. But now you kind of have the pieces put together of now you just need an offensive-minded guy that can get you – the points because that's what they were missing the defense was good offense was awful and you know that was with justin fields in his first season i get that but you need you need an offensive minded guy and jim harbaugh is that so it makes sense on paper but i mean if you're a michigan fan it's gonna hurt it's gonna sting a little bit if this does happen but i'm not saying it's going to happen but prepare for some craziness because we've already seen craziness you know he already confirmed it too he said he is listening he told recruits that i am listening to offer so i hope he stays uh from michigan standpoint because i do like seeing michigan be good but um he is a guy who's had success in the nfl i will give him that he did make a super bowl with the 49ers almost won so jim gotta do what's best for you but um you know i understand don't leave man (laughs) i can't take it don't leave uh but yes anyway vikings jobs going to be open bears jobs are open dolphins jobs are open as well as the ones that are already open in jacksonville denver and maybe the raiders unless they stick with Versaccio. i don't know be interesting but matt rule joe judge still have a job interesting but <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting off season in the coaching carousel we'll obviously cover that as the off season goes on but thank you guys so much for tuning in to another wonderful episode travis thanks for joining us right, as always you. uh joe any last words thanks for tuning in if you're a college student hopefully you're doing well on your first week of school uh back at it if you're a high school student hopefully you're doing well at your uh with the new semester going around too but anyways guys thank you so much for listening and take care everybody